Okay, so I want to say a great big happy Mother's Day to all our mums out there too, to all our spiritual mums, to the aunties, to the big sisters, to the grandparents. You are incredible. And we just hope that you feel celebrated today. Uh, you know, I've just been thinking of our, our woman this week, and we have a church full of incredible women. Thanks, Kerry and Glenn. That was awesome. Let's try that again. We have a church full of incredible women. That's better. Loving, giving, selfless people. And I just want to thank you for being who you are. You are incredible. And today, I just felt God wanted you to know that he loves you so very much. You are a treasure to him and you are enough. And I just want to make one little note with the photo wall that is open to all of our females. And, you know, we kind of usually say, hey, 18 years and up, we kind of regard you as like being in that position of being a bit of a mum figure to somebody in our church. So grab some friends. If you don't have kids, grab friends. Grab just anybody and go and take a photo out there that's for you as well. So Team Thrive, I just want to make a special mention of that as well. So you will have noticed on the screen that there was a change of date. We usually do our Team Thrives on a Tuesday. The one coming up is on a Wednesday, and this is just in about a week and a half. And at the start of this term, we've been really leaning into the Holy Spirit. So in our series that we're currently doing, The Lamp Within, we've also got Jesse Herschel doing um, the Gifts of the Holy Spirit series in the night class. And this particular Team Thrive Night is all about impartation. So the date has changed to Wednesday the 18th, and that is just so that we can have our incredible guest speakers, Pastor Wes and Janet, or at least one of them, we're not too sure whether it's both or one, coming in. And this is a night not to be missed. So this is open to the whole church, but we do ask our leaders and volunteers to prioritize this meeting. So put it on your calendars. You do not want to miss this one. Okay, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 says this, The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. You know, the eye is an incredible organ. It takes light that is bounced off an image, and then it turns it into an electrical impulse that our brain can actually understand. And I just have some interesting facts for you. There's some fun facts about eyes, and I'm sure they're going to come up very soon. First one, the only organ that is more complex than the eye is the brain. Your eye can distinguish approximately 10 million different colors. Who knew there were 10 million different colors? But this is what your eye can do. 80% of all our learning comes through the eyes. And this morning, I've made sure we've got plenty of PowerPoints so that your learning can happen through what you're seeing as well as what you're hearing. Your iris, get this, has 256 unique characteristics. Your fingerprint has only 40. And your eyes can detect a candle flame 2.7 kilometers away. How is that for the incredible creation of our loving creator? Like, amazing. Let's just stop and pray for a moment, and then we're going to continue on. Father, we just give this rest of the morning to you today. I thank you for your word accomplishing everything you intend to, for it to accomplish today. God, we just open ourselves to receive your word today. Father, let your light shine in our lives. Amen. So we're in week three of our series, The Lamp Within. And this morning, we're first going to look at what light actually is. 
or what it means when we're talking about light in the Bible. So in heaven, there is a limitless light that goes on forever and ever. And Revelation 21 says it like this. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb, that's Jesus, is its lamp. So the real source of light, if we're believers in Jesus, is not just somewhere out there, like just floating around. It is in you and it is in me. As believers of Jesus, we carry Christ, the light of the world, inside of us, welling up continually. Like that is just a phenomenal thought to get your head around, that we carry the light of Christ within us. And in uh, 2 Corinthians 4, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory and majesty of God, clearly revealed in the face of Christ. John 8, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. God is light. There's not even any dimness, there's no obscurity, there's not even a slight opaqueness to who he is. He is pure light. John 1, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind and womankind, everybody. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Incredible passages of scripture about God and his light. He is the light of the world. Now, here's a fact. Light is a wave. So kind of doing this sort of pattern rather than being a linear straight line. It's a wave. And because of this, as a wave, light can expand. It can radiate in all directions. It's not just going in a singular direction. It can interfere with other waves. It can bend around corners. It carries energy and momentum, and it can interact with matter. See, light has this incredible power to extend, to overcome obstacles. And his light in our lives is meant to extend out from us. It's meant to expand and to grow. And it is meant to overcome the obstacles within our own lives. My message today is called Tend Your Lamp. And we're going to look at how we tend our lamp, what it takes to keep his light burning within our lives. So a little bit of history here. Candles originated actually in China, and that was around 200 BC. So that's about 200 years before Jesus was born. But they didn't appear in the Middle East until about the 5th century. And it's probably because there was such an abundance of an excellent light source, and that was olive oil. Uh, Neville, a few weeks ago, talked about the menorah, the um, candle stand, the lampstick in the temple. And that was not just like a single candlestick, that was seven branched, and it was a stand for oil burning lamps. It was kept lit all night long. And that was a practice that was actually common in a lot of households as well. They would keep at least one lamp burning. It was so inexpensive that sometimes olive oil um, was used in lamps that were kept um, burning in tombs as a symbol of life. And I think the fact that, you know, back then fire had to be made by probably rubbing um, stones together, maybe sticks, you know, that would have been a pretty hard job and I think that would have been a pretty good incentive to keep a lamp burning. So light was a symbol of life. I just want to show you a picture of a household lamp in Bible times. So take a look at this one. It looks something like this. 
usually a pottery vessel. It could hold it in the palm of your hand. The wick was often made from linen and there was olive oil in it. So these three components were needed to make a fire burn, obviously as well as oxygen and the ignition point. And I just want to say to us today that to keep his light burning within us, it's about more than just the moment of ignition. So take a look at this next photo, and this is of a more modern lamp, but that's probably about the 1800s, this one. And I had a wee look into what it takes to care for one of these lamps. And the Family Survival Planning website says this about oil lamp care. So some tips. First tip, never burn dry wicks. Always make sure they're completely soaked in oil. For optimum burning, the wick should be periodically trimmed to remove the burned edges and carbon deposits. And the third thing is that the soot must be cleaned out as it can actually cause a fire. Soot buildup will also lessen the amount of light shining through the glass and choke out the oxygen that is needed for the wick to burn bright. Now, as I read this, I thought, hmm, that's interesting. There are some pretty cool parallels that we can draw from that for our own lives. So let's look at those now. How can we tend the lamp within us? The first thing we need to do, the soot must be cleaned out. It doesn't sound so nice, does it, having soot cleaned out? But soot buildup lessens the amount of light shining and it may choke out the fire. Or we could say quench the Holy Spirit. For me, when I think of soot, there's a couple of things that come to mind. And the first is just residue. The stuff that has been left behind by a season we've walked through. You know, in, in those kind of um, situations, we may have totally actually been in step with God. But life just happens. Tough stuff happens. Things that we didn't see coming. Challenges that we just weren't prepared for and we endure loss and grief. And I think for all of us in some way, if we're really honest, this last season, having walked through COVID and all that was associated with that, the pain of things that have happened in our nation, and then for a lot of people it's been very personal with um, grief around not being able to see family members for a really long time. Or it may be having to change jobs or having to totally change plans or actually losing a loved one during this time. You know, and the desire to return to normal life. Let's not just brush past that stuff and say, oh, actually, that was that. It didn't really matter. This is real, and we need to acknowledge that and then journey through that process. For me, over the last few months, I've had to do a bit of processing, and not just of one season. I think, you know, oftentimes God brings up things from other seasons as well when we're allowing him to. And I've shed tears talked with God, I've journaled, and I've shared my heart with others. I didn't, I decided I wasn't prepared to just kind of stay with that soot. I wanted to journey it through. And can I just encourage each one of us, take the time to do that journey with Jesus. And I just want to say too, he is gentle in the process. He is not going to take you further and faster than you want to go, than you're able to go. He's gentle. Don't just gloss over the stuff. Allow him to heal what needs to be healed to cleanse that soot, just to cleanse that unhelpful residue from the past season. And I believe there's some people here who are still feeling really raw. And I just felt Holy Spirit say this, um, that you're kind of just feeling, I just don't know how to move past this. The Holy Spirit is saying, when you are weak, I am strong. He has the grace you need 
And a great definition of grace that I love is just his enabling power. The comfort you need. He has all the comfort you need. He has all the cleansing that you need. And he is saying today, I am Emmanuel. I am God with you. So allow him to cleanse residue from past seasons. And the second thing that comes to mind when we think of soot on our lamps is just the wrong choices we make. These things can be like soot that just ends up blemishing that lamp and covering it and dulling the light that God wants to shine through us. 1 John 1, let's take a look at this scripture. It says this, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Love this bit. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now let me make something really clear. This is not about us trying harder. I have tried that. It does not work. This is about us being dependent on the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, the cleansing that only he can do. And therefore, the righteousness that we have in him, the right standing that we have with Jesus because of everything that was done at the cross. But there's a condition for us, and it's written right there, confessing our sins not being content to be stuck with any bit of darkness in our lives. Allowing Jesus to shine his light in every place. Ephesians 5 says something similar. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Just take that bit, beloved children. That's how he sees you. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity and covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Okay, there's some pretty hard-hitting verses right there. Pretty convicting. And take note, this is not just talking about sexual immorality. It's actually talking about coveting, just wanting what someone else has. And I'm sure we are all guilty of that from time to time. And it's about our language even. He's going after language here. And Paul's not just saying, don't do these things. He's saying, don't even talk about these things in an unholy way. Don't play any part in the works of darkness. And there's a very good reason for this. If we're wanting to walk as children of light, as we're wanting to, to walk in everything God's got for us, to be everything God wants us to be, then we cannot walk in the darkness. See, God cares too much about the best for our lives to let us stay in darkness. And we cannot measure our lives against the world standard. We cannot do that. 
And sometimes it's too easy to go, well, they're doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm only doing this. So that's okay. But no, we measure our lives against the standard of the word of God. Through the blood of Jesus. It's very quiet in this room right now. I'm going to say this, but okay, this is heavy, but we're going to get there. Through the blood of Jesus, there is no condemnation. Actually, we're going to say that together because I think we all just need to get this into our hearts. Say, through the blood of Jesus, there is no condemnation. One more time, let's say it like we believe it. Through the blood of Jesus, there is no condemnation. Do you believe it? That's something that we need to get into our hearts. But we also go on to say, but take no part in the works of darkness. Because the choices we make are either going to take us towards the light or they're going to take us away from the light. Back to Matthew 6 for a moment. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. And if we look at some of the Greek words around that, so Greek word for eye means to look at, behold, or like your mind's eye. And the Greek word for healthy, or you could say clear, means single, simple, sound, and perfect. So we could look at this verse a bit like this. What we look at, what we behold, how we see things with our mind's eye, is what provides light to our body. If what we behold and look at with our mind's eye is single, sound, and perfect, then our whole body will be bright, luminous, full of light. So this is, first of all, about a singleness of focus on Jesus Christ, keeping our eyes on him. But I believe this is also about what we actually are physically looking at with our eyes, what we are allowing through our eye gate. Now, I was talking with one of our amazing mums just during the week, and we were, we were just discussing what we want our kids to watch, what we will allow in our, in our homes, and we were just saying that we both want to be super careful about what our children see. I know people who have had to do a big journey because they've been tormented by demonic stuff through horror movies they've seen. You know, it is so hard to unsee something once you've seen it. It's almost like it kind of gets seared, like burned onto your memory bank. And it is only through the cleansing power of Jesus that um, we can be washed clean of those images. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Now, Neville spoke a couple of weeks ago on part one of the series, and he said, what we look at with our eyes determines what happens to the lamp. If we want to see more in God, there is a responsibility that comes upon us to walk in righteousness. For us to be that lamp on a lampstand in that city on a hill, the soot has to first be cleaned. The second thing, the wick should be periodically trimmed. Ouch. This will allow for optimum burning. You know, when I was thinking of this bit, it just reminded me a lot of um, when Jesus was talking about him being the vine and us being the branches. And uh, in that scripture, it talks about him pruning uh, the vine so that it can be more fruitful. And I was thinking about the pruning that we do at home. And actually, we did quite a lot on Friday. We got a lot done. When I say we, it's kind of me going, okay, that bit, that bit, you know, and helping with the cleanup. But I'm not always allowed to be the one that actually does the pruning. There's kind of like this thing. I think Glenn loves pruning. Now, this is not about destroying a plant. It's not about getting rid of a plant, though, actually, just on the downside. Sometimes I wonder with Glenn if he's actually trying to get rid of a plant. Let's just say he is a very enthusiastic pruner. 
But I know, and I know mum can relate to this. I remember she even had a dream once about dad pruning a tree or something. And she, yeah, it took her a while to actually realise that it was only a dream and she didn't have to be angry at dad. Anyway, some of us are precious about our pruning. Um, But, okay, so let's get back to what we're saying. This is not about destroying a plant. This is not about God destroying us. This is about him cutting things back so that we can be more fruitful. So that we can produce more fruit and so that we can be more healthy as well. Dr. Sam Chand, a lot of you will have heard of him, he talks about the cycle of growth. Once again, this is like not a warm fuzzy, but this is good. Bear with me. He says it like this. Growth equals change. Change equals loss. Loss equals pain. Pain equals growth. And we go back to the top again. Growth equals change. And there's this incredible cycle that we go on when we're growing and changing, but it does have these moments that are slightly more painful. But just remember this. God is the pruner. And we're not talking about God as judge. We're talking about God as our loving father. He's the pruner. He decides what stays and what goes. And we have to trust him that he knows what he's doing. You know, many people walk away in the pruning process or they don't endure the pruning all the way through. But he trims our work. He prunes us because he loves us so very much. Hebrews 12 says, My son or my daughter, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves. When God prunes us, although it may be painful, it is because he loves us and he wants the absolute very best for your life. Now last week, Glenn talked about listening to the whispers of the Holy Spirit. And he said, if the Holy Spirit, if the voice of Jesus has our attention, then he has a gateway to our heart. I just want to say today, are we listening to his whispers, to the things he may be shining his light on? Could be old patterns of thinking. It might be lies we've believed, old habits, maybe unhealthy relationships, maybe offense or insecurities. Are we prepared to allow God to come in and to prune our lives, to trim our wicks. The third thing we need, this is the final point, so that we can tend our lamp, is to make sure the wick is completely soaked in oil. If there's no oil, there's no fire. Now Pastor Des is going to speak a bit more about this next week. But we cannot do this walk with Jesus without being filled with his presence Now, we were singing about that this morning. We want more of you. We need more of you. Holy Spirit, we need more of you. This is not just a one time being filled with his spirit. This is a continual filling. You know, we don't want just enough oil for this moment, just enough to get by. We need to be continually filled. And Neville, um, in his word the other week, shared from Zechariah, there was the vision given to Zechariah, and he saw a lampstand and the two olive trees by it, and they continually fed the lamp with oil. Now, I've brought my lamp along today. This is our lamp, so this is a modern household lamp, so you're now seeing the third type of lamp today. Um, This one was given to me for a birthday present a couple of years ago, and we bought it because we like the way it looks, but we bought it also for light. And so this sits in a corner in our living space, and um, it shines light on an area of seating. Now, like this, the lamp 
well, you, you can disagree if you like, but I like it. Like this, the lamp looks interesting. It could just be an interesting furniture statement piece. Or I guess it could hang something. Maybe I could hang my jacket on here. Um, but when it's just like this, you can't see over there, but it's not plugged in. When it's like that, you can't actually see what that lamp was designed to do. And I, it looks great, but unless it's plugged in, its true purpose can't be seen. When it is plugged in, we can see what the lamp was designed to do. Plugged in, connected to its power source, it can shine light. Bill Johnson said this, a light does not shine because of itself, but because of its source. This lamp is connected to a power source and it is shining. The only way we can shine bright is to be connected to the source, be connected to Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians, I just want to read this scripture again. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory and majesty of God, clearly revealed in the face of Christ. But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. And I love the fact, and it's kind of mind-blowing and very humbling, that he chooses to use us, his earthen vessels, to shine his glory. He is the light within our lamp. Now this morning, as I was praying and writing this message, I was just thinking of all the incredible women in this church, and I know I mentioned you before, but I just want to mention you again. You actually blow me away. Every single one of you blows me away. The giftings you carry, the love that you carry for your children, your heart for others, your passion for God, your passion for truth and for healing. There are prayer warriors in this place, many of you. There are nurturers. There are creative geniuses amongst you, clever, wise women, and many of you are leading the way for your families and those around you to step into the light. You are doing well. And I felt like Father wanted you to know that he is so very, very proud of you. I felt too like the Father just has fresh oil for you today. So for all, all our women in particular, Everybody, but this is particularly for the woman. He has fresh oil for you today, and this is first for you, and then it's for others. And his oil, I know Glenn touched on this before, is about refreshing. It's about filling up for you. But I also just saw that his oil contains the power for breakthrough. And many of you have been standing and believing for breakthroughs in your own life and in the lives of your children and your families. And God today says that he's got fresh oil for you for the breakthrough. And I just wonder, woman, if you would be prepared just to, if you're comfortable just to stand now. We're just going to all stand together. Anybody that wants to in this moment, and I'm just going to pray for you. Those who are sitting, if you just want to stretch a hand out towards these incredible women in this place. That's awesome. Let's just all engage in this moment. I'm just believing for the Holy Spirit just to come and fill you afresh right now, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what space you're in, that he will just come and pour into your lives right now. So Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for these incredible people, for these beautiful, beautiful women whom you love dearly. Father, first of all, 
would you just show them again the treasure that they are? Would you show them their value and, your, and their worth that is just beyond even being able to put a price on it? Just show them, God. And Holy Spirit, in this moment, we just thank you for your oil, for your fresh oil just coming and filling each person that is standing in this place. Your oil of refreshing, your oil of comfort and of healing. Holy Spirit, would you fill them? Would you pour over every area that is feeling dry, over every area that is feeling hurt, every area that is feeling raw? Would you just come and pour, Holy Spirit, your comfort? And Father, as well as that, we just thank you for your oil that contains power, for your oil that contains power for the breakthrough. And Father, you know what each person is standing for at this time. And for those watching online as well, just be part of this. God, you know what every person has been contending for, what every person has been, has been crying out to you for. And Father, would you come and meet them in this place? Would you come and meet them with that, with the more of the oil of breakthrough, Jesus? We just agree together for breakthrough over families. We agree for breakthrough over situations. We agree for breakthroughs and healing, Jesus, for breakthroughs around careers, God, for breakthroughs around um, finances as well. God, for breakthrough in every area, for freedom in minds and freedom in hearts. Holy Spirit, we lean into you. We make room for you. Would you come and fill us?